Hello, this is Luke Winters, uh, the current PR director of UTM College Democrats. And this is Richard Underwood, the VP of UTM College Democrats. And this is the season three premiere of UTM College Democrats podcast. And we just want to first off, thank you guys for supporting us and listening throughout our first two seasons of the podcast and we hope you enjoy this season especially that one listener from poland (laughs) we're winking at you buddy (laughs) yes we do have one listener from poland (laughs) so just to catch up from our season two finale we were speculating on the vice president's candidates Mm -hmm. for who joe biden was going to pick and we have a winner and that winner is uh, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, she is um, the senator from California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, as to whether or not she's a good pick or not, I'm kind of mixed. I've heard arguments for both sides. Um, but just my personal attitude, my personal attitude is I like Kamala. She's charismatic, witty. She's fun to listen to. And I think a debate between her and Pence would be very interesting. Yeah, speaking of a potential debate, I... No offense to Pence, but I think Kamala will wipe the floor with him. I don't know. I think Pence is a very good debater, though. I, 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 think, um, I, think, I think Kamala will definitely be more form, formidable than Tim Kaine was. But, I, okay, this is one thing that – this is one of the first things that popped in my head when it was Kamala. I, 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 I am very sure that Pence is going to use this against her in a debate. Um, okay, you know, in the primary, Kamala had – quite different views from Biden, right? Like, you know, she supported a version of Medicare for all and whatnot. Pence can, these very left, what a lot of people would consider far left proposals that she supported, Pence can go after her with that and say, you advocated these far left policies. And then Kamala will have two choices. Either she stands by those policies, which would make her look far left, or she disembowels those policies which Pence could use to paint her as a flip-flopper. I've, I have a feeling they're going to do that, so I think Kamala should definitely be ready to come up with some good response for that. Uh, be, impressed I, on, be impressed on the platform from her campaign, because it is somewhat different from Biden's. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I understand your point on that, Richard. I mean, I guess Kamala could just say, so since I'm a politician, I'm not allowed to change my mind or something like that. I don't know if that would be a good response, but she needs to come up with something. I uh, and I could be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure she was labeled as one of the mo- more most progressive senators. Picks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, senators. So um, contrary to what TYT would tell you, tell you. <laughs> so she she does have that reputation, but that does it represents the Democratic Party as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden traditionally represents the moderate uh, part of the Democratic mm-hmm. Party, and then we need to have somebody that represents the progressive side as well so i'm fine yeah and she um and and with going back to what i said about the debates and what pence could use against her do you know of any major issues that pence disagreed with trump on uh no off the top of my head because well i'm sure there are some like for example i'm pretty sure pence was a free trade kind of guy so he would have opposed trump's tariffs if he wasn't his vice president um so she could say well you're doing the same thing or something like that. But with the speaking of Pence and just the whole Trump. Say all Pence, Mr. Family Values, you're supporting Trump, who's 
has a laundry list of anti-family value things yeah. that I don't even need to describe. <laughs> very, very true. And and you get to the point that his whole cabinet pretty much fell, fell in line with Trump, mm-hmm. regardless of their previous views. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's I just I think it's good to have a very diverse cabinet of different views mm-hmm. and I we speaking of a previous debates um, Kamala also had uh, like that I don't know if you remember the viral conflict over the uh, busing oh um, yes oh man uh, and that keeps that keeps getting brought up but it's yeah, she, um, I mean, overall, I think her response to that criticism is good. She said it was a debate and whatnot. Um, but it also shows that he, she can she can hold Biden accountable as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good as well. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm fine with the pick. I, yeah. I, I like Kamala, and um, I think she'll be a good vice president if Biden wins the presidency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she very well might be her next president, assuming Biden wins. Yeah, yeah, we'll just see. We'll just mm-hmm. see. Uh, we don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we, do, we did get to see them in action together. Um, we had, um, last week, we had the DNC. Mm-hmm. Um, we had four days worth of viral moments, viral speeches. And we first have to talk about Biden's speech. Mm-hmm. I, uh, first of all, um, with the DNC, I personally barely watched most of it because I, I will say the DNC was overall good. I think from a political standpoint, they did the right things, you know. Um, but as a pol- big policy guy myself, I just kind of t- zoned out, like, because there wasn't much policy talk. But never, nevertheless, a lot of voters don't vote based on policy, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But at the same time, you got to work with that. So I think... Um, I, I really do think with the, um, you know, painting Trump's response to the coronavirus, that was a massive focus while also throwing a lot of appeals to um, never Trump Republicans. Um, I, th- I think that, I think overall they did well. Good, good. Uh, no. Um, and and uh, Biden did get a pretty sizable post-convention bump, so. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah. That's, um, that, that, that's what they were going for, and they succeeded. They they described um, they described Biden's speech as one of his best speeches. Yeah, I hope given. I hope to Biden who was in the convention speech. I hope that's to Biden. It shows up to the debates with Trump. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, uh, it was a, it was a very good speech, though. He sounded he sounded like a president. Other prominent speeches were from uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama. Um, former President Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, wife, um, Dr. Jill Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, we had both Bernie Sanders and yeah, John Bernie. Kasich speaking at the same event. Just let that sink in. Yeah. What, what do you think about Republicans speaking at the DNC? Personally, I've never seen that. I, oh yeah, I think, I think it's very useful. Um, you know, a lot of. But, you know, Trump definitely Trump, – Trump has a low – Trump has a low floor but a – no, no, let me rephrase that. Trump has a high floor but a low ceiling. So there, that means, yes, he does have a very loyal niche group. But at the same time, there are a lot of moderate Republicans who are very reluctant to fully embrace him. Um, and – 
yeah, I mean, I think the never Trump Republicans are very useful for that, you know? Do you think, and this is just an idea, do you think Biden would pick Republican like John Kasich to be in his cabinet? Do you think that would be a possibility? I hope not, but didn't Obama do similar things? Uh, so, yeah, I think yeah. He, he might have picked one or two. Yeah, so, I don't know. It, it is... I, I just hope if we win a majority in the Senate along with the White House, I just hope we really be smart and cram as much as we can down the Republicans' throats. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully we do win the Senate, the House. Mm-hmm. We, get, we get all the... Um, different uh, parts of Congress. Um, yeah, and I heard, um, and I got this, my source is Paul Krugman, but um, he said he believes, because there was like a bill, I believe in Congress, that would be universal child care. It, basically, every ch- child in the nation would be guaranteed three, $300 a month. <laughs> and uh, Krugman thinks if Biden gets elected pre- as president with a Senate majority, that's going to be like the, the next Obamacare. That's going to be like the Democrats' main accomplishment. And I think that would be very beneficial. Um, but both, I think it's a great policy, but I also think politically it would be a great move too because Obamacare, I think Obamacare, it did, while it was a great step forward, I think politically it did have some because, you know, when you're going to, like, change up healthcare, that is a massive transition for the economy. And that level of change scares a lot of people. And I think that contributed, wasn't the main source, but that contributed to the red wave we saw in 2010. That um, I think something like just simply giving children or giving parents $300 a month, I think that is simple enough to where it's not as scary as, like, Oh, they're changing healthcare as we know it, you know. So I, th- I, I really hope they go with that as their flag mark uh, or landmark achievement, and along with addressing climate change because that's such a long term, that is such a long term investment that we haven't even gotten remotely gotten our act together towards. So no, yeah, I definitely agree, and it's very important that. Um, we don't necessarily focus all our attention on the presidency, present race itself. We have other races, um, various I different think the battleground real, states. Yeah, the real, the real nail-biter is going to be the Senate, I believe. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about various different themes that are very important to Democrats, and a lot of them were addressed at the DNC itself. Other moments was um, we had uh, AOC Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio Cortez. Um, she had, um, she didn't have as much time as uh, other uh, people in the party would have thought um, she would. Um, but um, well, first off, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think she should have had more time at the DNC itself? And then we'll talk about you know, the controversy she had. As you well. know, regardless if you think, regardless if you would have liked to see her speak more. Um, because she's entertaining to watch, so I could imagine a lot of people wanting to see her speak more. I think, I think giving her that little time compared to the Never Trumpers, I think that was honestly a smart move. Because the, the thing about it, the types of people that the Never Trumpers would appeal towards are mainly elderly voters who are extremely reliable in terms of turnout. Young people, the people who would be inspired by OC, not so much. So, yes, I think she should have had a presence, but I do think it was a smart move to not give her um, that much more speak. That I, I think it was a smart move to focus on the Never Trumpers. Okay. Um, 
And um, with her speaking time, she still... And this was this controversy shouldn't have happened. But yeah, there was controversy for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, second the nomination of Bernie Sanders, but that's procedure. She had an uh, obligation to do that. So, and, and that, and she's publicly endorsed Biden anyway. Yeah. So it's not like she's going behind Biden's back and saying, "Oh, actually, you should write in Bernie." I mean, you would think that was the controversy based on how people have reacted to it, but no, it, that's procedure. She still endorsed Biden at the end of the day. So. Yeah, it was an overblown reaction. Yeah. It was she was uh, she was requested to do that um, um, nomination of uh, Bernie. So it, it it shouldn't have been as much of a mess as it uh, was. Yeah. Um, another uh, moment um, during uh, the DNC was the speech uh, from uh, that uh, young. A uh, young man that had a stuttering um, issue. Um, Joe Biden himself has had um, to deal with stuttering throughout all his um, uh, political career. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a very heartwarming uh, moment um, to see that um, young man conquer maybe the fear he has by public speaking. Um, and I just wanted to highlight that moment as well. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a sweet moment. Um, so one more thing, um, talking about uh, Kamala, when we, we forgot about when we were talking about her, her segment earlier, is the fundraising boost that she got from just announcing. Did you see the number that? They, I did not. What was that number? It was, it, was, it was ridiculous. I think it was over um, 50 million. 50 million just announcing... Um, the Kamala Harris pick. Damn. And I think that was after 24 hours as well. Isn't that like a month's worth right there? Yeah, it was a lot. It was it was incredible, um, the maybe. bump. Um, but hmm, maybe. Uh, that might show maybe they the, made a good choice. Yeah, that yeah, might show the power of uh, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So, on the flip side, the DNC was last week. And as we're recording this episode this week... We are on the last day of the RNC. So, so the Republican National Convention. And as you might assume, as Democrats, we haven't agreed with yeah. what has come out of the RNC. Yeah. And I just wanted to get your opinion, Richard, of uh, what are your thoughts of what, what you've been able to... I mean, the standard see. talking points. Oh, one thing that's very interesting is they... Um, Oh, they have a new platform. Well, not a new platform. I mean, isn't isn't it basically? If my understanding is, Trump just basically created the platform himself. Yeah. Is that yeah. how it went? Um, you want to look at that platform real quick? Um. Well, cause, I mean, yeah. I remember some things from it. Um, uh, American first. You know, all that good stuff. Um. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I find it funny. He says. Um. I, I don't know. He says so many things that that he hasn't been consistent with promoting like for example he ran his campaign in 2016 on a protectionist platform and he's like yeah we need to promote made in america it's like well why did you sign nafta 2.0 which is like i mean i have no problem with free trade but if you're promoting if you're being if you're like branding yourself as a candidate who's against free trade trump hasn't really governed that way the closest thing he's done is put tariffs on China, even though you could debate that that was for reasons other than trade. But, um, 
yeah, overall the platform is... I mean, the platform, I strongly disagree with most of the components. You know, screw immigrants, um, screw trade, and also cut the heck out of taxes for the wealthy instead of investing in the middle class. So some of the speakers that have uh, spoke at the RNC, uh, we have Representative Matt Gates, all the Trump children. Uh, we have, uh, we had Senator Marsha Blackburn uh. from our state of Tennessee. Uh, we had, um, we had those two um, individuals uh, from uh, St. Louis that were held guns out trying to supposedly defend their land against protesters. Uh, I could, uh, I'm about to throw a curveball. I don't think those people, I, I mean, I wouldn't have pointed guns at the, at the protesters, but I think that story was kind of overblown because, you know, it's framed as if all the people were just protesting and then they just started waving the guns at them. No, they were in a gated community and the gated community was kicked down by the protesters and then the protesters were approaching their property. So, you, you know, you know, I, I can't, I find it hard to actually like criticize it. Like, again, I wouldn't, it, it, assuming I would be using a gun, I wouldn't point it at them. I would just say, hey, I have a gun, so don't mess with us. But I, I, I don't know. I find, I find it hard to be too critical of them. Obviously, in their, obviously in their speech, I don't agree with most of what they yeah. say. You know, oh, you need to, like, you know, we're going to be living in Mad Max if Biden gets elected. That's pretty much how they framed it. Um, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, they're... You know, you know, their main thing that received so much public backlash, and I believe they were falsely arrested for it because under under Missouri's Castle Doctrine, what they did was legal, which is why they were released. I'm I'm not sure the are complete details, but um, ne- nevertheless, uh, I I agree with everyone in my party that their speech sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it, it's up to debate the optics of the whole thing, but um, a lot of people are their perception of these uh, individuals was based on that just one photo of them waving around their guns. Yeah. Wow. There's. Uh, yeah, there was a funny meme that said <laughs> that showed them giving their speech, and then it showed them with their guns out, like yeah. looking like spitting saliva everywhere as they were shouting, and they were like, "Wow, such a so so much can happen in a few months." <laughs> It said something like that. It was pretty funny. And then uh, another speaker at the RNC was um, uh, Mr. Nicholas Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Sandman. Um, he was um, the young man that... Um, you, you want to explain Richard got in the crossfire? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he... Um, and I know, I know I'm not being very popular with my party today, but I, I don't think Nicholas Sandman, after, you, you know, you know him being announced to speak at RNC, the issue came up again, so I looked deeper into it. I've watched the entire video, and I've looked at multiple analysis from both sides of the aisle, and I really don't think he did anything wrong. I mean... Because honestly, putting myself in his shoes, if a random person walked up to me, started playing drums a few inches from me, just staring me down, I would probably have a smirk on my face because that is an awkward situation. Um, You know, and there's also allegations that, you know, the boys that were with him, they were mocking the Native American 
as he was playing drums, but from the video, really, it just looks like they're singing along. Like, you know, like they're clapping their hands as if it's like, I, I don't know. I find it, I don't know. I feel like people are trying to find a fence where there really shouldn't be. I mean, I, I, I really, I genuinely believe if they didn't have MAGA hats on, then nobody would care. I feel like it's just, oh, well, they had MAGA hats, so obviously we have to overanalyze every single thing they did in the video. I don't know, that's my, I, I mean, and the thing is, um, there's a common theme with um, Nick Sandman and the, what 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 were the other two, what, 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 I, I what was the last names, names? But uh, oh, from well, The couple from St. Louis. Um, you know, I, I do find it interesting that, you know, Trump has it out for the media and part of the RNC is basically people who are widely to believe to be falsely persecuted by the media for simply being on the right. You know, the right tends to, with the rise of figures like Ben Shapiro especially, um, the right tends to have a focus on, oh, look at how intolerant the left is. You know, and I, I really, I really do think, from a strategic standpoint, the RNC they were trying to encapsulate that with multiple speakers. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look at these people that were falsely persecuted by the so-called tolerant left. That I, I felt like that's what they were going for. No, I definitely agree, with, especially with the last example, and then uh, uh, Mr. Sandman as well. Mr. Sandman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, every time you say that, I think of the Spider-Man villain. <laughs> um, I, I, it's another situation that was judged based on one photo itself, and it, it's very hard to tell the situation based on that one photo itself. I mean, would you agree, Bovit? You know, the backlash from a lot of figures on the left was kind of disproportionate because I mean keep in mind at the time as we discussed previously before we started recording you know there were prominent activists on the left flat out not only trying to get him banned from Covington College but also get him banned from ever attending any college in the United States you know because he's smart I don't I, I just I think I think optics like that I, I really do think we're doing Trump a favor when we act that bloodthirsty mm -hmm. towards people who disagree with us politically and, and it happens on the right too but you know i think we should hold ourselves to a higher standard than that and, and i really do think i think that activism is definitely a thing and it can really have the opposite effect of what you're intending it to be no i yeah, i definitely agree with you richard um mm -hmm. that's a great that was a great point um I, i'm pretty sure those like those activists you were mentioning yeah. um they we're judging the situation based on just based on that one photo. Itself. Yeah, like oh, I'm a celebrity. I have to get in on this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's you can't judge a situation based on one photo. Yeah, um, uh, usually. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, what else happened, RNC? So yeah, it's just a bunch of. We still have um, Mr. Trump's um, grand finale speech. Um, Oh, Tonight, Lord. so... Oh, my Lord. Uh, so, uh, we probably waited... Uh, we, we probably Democrats won't open borders. They want to eliminate all funding for police. And they want to take over the entire economy. Oh, so we probably... We want to ban your cars. Um, before we move on from the RNC, I do want to talk about... They have 
and the, there's multiple different items that they have brought up that are, for the most part, untrue. Yeah. But they've been t- saying say. that Biden wants to defund the police, for example. Yeah. And it's been proven that Biden itself does not want to defund mm-hmm. the police. Yeah, I mean, you look at Kamala in the past, she's actually advocated for increasing funding for the police for things like training and extra personnel. So, <laughs> so you know, I, th- I think, I guess, uh, I guess going, talking about BL, BLM, I think that was a smart pick on Biden to pick uh, Harris because, you know, she definitely is sympathetic towards BLM. She's outspoken in her support for them. But at the same time, she, you know, she has been on the cop side of the issue too. So I feel like perhaps Biden was going for like a bridge, mm-hmm. but, you know, between BLM and police. Yeah. And I, f- I think that kind of bridge is very useful, you know. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know how to get past. I don't know how to convince. I don't know how to convince individuals that this is untrue. I mean, like, how do you, how do you people, how do you convince people that that those are lies? Well, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep this. Um, this person, I'm gonna keep them anonymous. Um, but there was a person. Yes. Or recent, yeah, recently, that um, who posted like a bat crap crazy Facebook post about Biden claiming that he, cl- claiming that he, um, okay, after Bin Laden was killed, Biden gave credit to Navy SEALs. He said, yeah, I want to thank our SEALs for bringing that piece of crap to justice. And um, he said something along those lines. And then, coincidentally, I think it was a, either a few months or a few years later, that SEAL team was killed. And people in that Facebook post, post was claiming that Biden just mentioning that Navy SEALs were behind the operation, which is very plausible that Navy SEALs would be behind such an operation. After all, they are America's best. And, um, you know, it was purporting that Biden got those SEALs killed. And... Um, but you actually like fact check it. You actually look at what military actual military experts have to say. They're like, no, that was legal and appropriate. What Biden did, and they and that post was like, oh, Biden should be in jail. Um, and the person I, I linked them something from factcheck.org, and this person just said, I don't care what a bunch of idiot fact checkers have to say. Um, yeah, it, it was disheartening. Yeah, just, and, and by the way, the post was made, um, not the person I had the interaction with, but the person who created the post was, uh, I believe she was a wife of one of the sales that died. Um, heart, obviously, heart goes out to her. And I, this woman I was arguing with said, um, um, okay, she said that, um, well, I believe her over a bunch of idiot fact checkers because she knows more about it because her husband was actually killed in it. And I just said, uh, well, first of all, my heart goes out to you, or goes out to her. But second, I'm pretty sure the admiral, military admirals, know more than that woman. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just a, I don't know, I just, I think it's bizarre that, oh, well, my family member was killed in this thing, so obviously I'm an expert on it. You know, if I lost someone in 9-11, I guess that makes me an expert on Middle Eastern policy. No, yeah. <laughs> you know? I just, I... I want, and it's gotten so bad now. I just don't know how we can yeah, um, overcome blatant falseness. And it's, uh, re- 
in our opinion, Republicans do it a lot more than Democrats. Yeah. Democrats still do it themselves. I mean, Trump is just historic when it comes to his abysmal fact-checking record. Just look at any fact-checking side and look at Trump's and compare him to just other – compare him to Biden. You'll see, you'll see a lot of red lines on Trump's. So I'll just tell you that. You'll see a lot of X's. It's just um, – yeah, yeah, but um, because these these people are people. I mean, they're people, and they're they are they are neighbors. They're um, other Americans themselves. Yeah, and a, a lot of people just don't have time for politics, so they just hear these little sound bites and they're like, "Oh, well, that sounds awful." Defunding the police, so I guess I'm voting Republican. Um, yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, just yeah, and and um, yeah, you bring up a good point. It happens on our side too. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, but I think it's less so on our side. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, in our opinions, it's a lot more in the conservative side. But mm-hmm. uh, I wonder how much Russia has to do with this. I don't know. That, that, that could be a whole podcast in yeah. itself. But um, it's just something that we're just listening to the RNC, and this is also our opinion itself. You, mm-hmm. you might not agree as your listener itself, but... Um, it's just not true a lot of the things that they're bringing up about Biden, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's um, – we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how the last night of the RNC goes, but it's likely to follow the trend of the first three days. I'm going to be so happy if Trump doesn't get a post-convention bump or if it's like puny or heck, even, um, even a, po- a post-convention, I don't know uh, – uh, pothole, I guess that's what you would call it. So, moving on um, from the RNC, um, something that just happened um, starting yesterday, um, and I'm so happy we're talking about another sports story. That's two podcasts in a row, Richard. Um, the NBA, the National Basketball Association, um, they're currently in the midst of their playoffs um, mm-hmm. tournament champion. But um, this, is, uh, this has been boiling up for a while now, but um, ever since um, the shooting in Wisconsin, um, they decided that they would boycott, um, at, least, at least right now, um, the next few games. Um, it might continue for the whole playoffs. The season might be ended. But I just find it very powerful what they're doing themselves. And what they're doing, I mean, it's, I think it's hard to claim that they're doing it for publicity because obviously boycotting the games, that, doesn't that hurt them in terms of yeah, advancing? I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's, definitely, it's definitely a self-inflicted wound that they're being principled about. You know, they're not, you can't use a typical excuse, oh, we just want to get, they just want to get attention. Like, I don't, I don't see evidence of that here. I think they're genuinely convicted. And considering what they're putting themselves through, and it's definitely it's it could be, it could be coincidental, but it could just be um, just kind of um, very interesting that the boycotts that started yesterday from when we were recording this, mm-hmm. um, they were to the day four years from when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling mm-hmm. um, in protesting of police brutality. So um, the kneeling issue again could be a podcast all in itself mm-hmm. um, but it's sh- and it just 
this is not about disrespecting the American flag. Yeah, absolutely. I hate I hate that stuff. I, I hate um, I hate that. The yeah, yeah. Is... Like I I watched Bill Lee and uh, Carl Dean. I watched Fair Debate back in the day, um, two years ago, such a long time ago. Um, and yeah, they they were asked about the um, protest or the kneeling and stuff. And uh, Carl Dean had a very sensible response. Like, hey, I might I might not agree with that's not the tactic I would use, but I think it's. I think they were well-intended. I don't think they were intending to, you know, spit on the graves of troops and whatnot. And then, you, of course, Bill Lee, you know, from the party of anti-PC, you know, he gave the most PC response ever. Oh, well, I think it's a shame. Uh, that piece of fabric means so much to our troops. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to consider the issues that they're bringing up. You know, it's like, it, you hurt my feelings. I don't know. I just think I think it's so overly sensitive to be outraged by that. You know, it's just another uh, blatant falseness that this is disrespecting the American flag itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, historically, when you when a when a protest movement, not just in the United States, just any protest movement, when you when you disrespect a flag, the almost always the intent is to like say, "Hey, government, get your act together." It's not like, "Oh man, I'm I'm so glad those troops." have such hard lives, you know, it's not anything against the troops, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like this middle finger against the troops that the, you know, American right is propping it up as, and it's not what it's meant to symbolize. It's rarely historically what it's ever meant. And just like the kneeling, uh, these boycotting of the NBA games, they are trying to trigger something into, uh, getting some kind of action. Um, and I, I commend these NBA players uh, for doing uh, this type of event. I personally, uh, being a such a sports fan myself, mm-hmm. I've never seen something like this at least oh, in my lifetime. It's incredible. So, so it's just it's a it's very very incredible what's happening, and we'll see how long it goes. It really honestly might be the rest of the the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but speaking of boycotts, oh. uh, I think that's a good segue. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Goodyear recently, I believe their dress code, they allow for, you know, um, BLM promotional materials and whatnot, but they have banned stuff like, I believe they banned MAGA hats and Blue Lives Matter and All, All Lives Matter shirts and attire. Um, and regardless of what you think of that policy, I think the idea of boycotting Goodyear because of that is stupid, which is which our president is promoting. Um, Mister Mister Anti Cancel Culture, you know, he's promoting a boycott of a company that just disagrees with him. And you may say, oh well, well the well the you know the NBA is being boycotted, isn't that the same thing? No, you're not boycotting someone. You know, you know the NBA they're actually trying to raise awareness for a particular goal. What Trump is promoting is, oh, I disagree with them, so I'm going to screw over their employees by refusing to buy their products, even if their products are better products. You know, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never, whether it's from the left or the right, I've never been a fan of boycotting a company because you disagree with them politically. Um, I, I just don't see, I don't see a goal, you know, like, you better do X or we're going to boycott you. Okay, do what? You want them to change their opinion or pretend to change their opinion? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just 
And I feel like it does more harm than good because really the, the main burden is going to fall on the employees and not to mention not to mention your products are might very well may get more expensive as a result of the boycott. I just think I just think with that those types of boycotts, I believe there's too much collateral damage with not much of a stated goal in mind, if that makes any sense. No, I, I understand what you're meaning and it's just it's it's ridiculous that our American president is doing yeah. that to an American company. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mr. Made in America. Position his attempts to resignate just come off as pathetic. Like, we're going to preserve the statues. Like, oh, thank goodness someone's standing up for these stone figures. Um, and, um, you know, we're going uh, to, you know, now he's like lashing out at Goodyear over BS, let's face it. And, you know, pro- pro- promoting falsehoods about wanting to, uh, about Biden, one of the most innocent, non-suspicious politicians ever wanting to uh, defund the police. Like, one of the most middle-of-the-road guys in the country is, yeah, like, secretly Che Guevara, che Guevara in disguise. You know, that's how they're promoting it out to be. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. They're, they just seem desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem like a bug that fell and can't get up. They're just trying to. Yeah, they have their work. They have their work cut out for them. I mean, the, sure this, the indicators are not looking good for them. You know, the economy is awful, and you know he's an unpopular president as it is. So yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see. Um, just this season of our podcast will go all the way to the election itself. So mm-hmm. we'll have a lot of interesting turns. Um, to go into and um, going forward um, Richard you want to talk about or just our thoughts of maybe potentially changing the format the of our podcast oh yeah um, me and Luke have talked about this for a while and we are very likely to change the name of the podcast very soon yeah um, indefinitely of course because we're good procrastinators um <laughs> And yeah, we're, you know, we're going to keep a, a similar format. We're probably going to double down on having guest vote. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a new name for it. And can people on our podcast comment? On social media, yes. Um, oh, well, I, hey, on social media, feel free to comment a name suggestion because we're having a hard time coming up with a name. But We'll, we'll figure out something. But, but our, our thinking behind it is we would have more creative freedom not being associated with UTM as much as we love this place and also it would be a lot easier to monetize our videos big time which would definitely help when it comes to making this a hobby outside of college Mm because I really want to keep doing this I love I love being lazy sitting down and just talking politics (laughs) for people in Poland to hear um yeah but we're gonna have a new name soon and we're still thinking of potential names just Give us suggestions, guys. Sounds good, sounds good. And you will probably be seeing us on video pretty soon, so make sure you prepare yourself for that. (laughs) For that horror. (laughs) So we'll just see what the future holds, Um, but that's just our thoughts about potentially the future of UGM College Democrats podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, One last thing to close. Since we are going up to the election itself and we wanted to talk about in the season two finale of our podcast but why do you like biden hmm? richard why do you like biden joe biden 
Why do oh, you think well, he'll, he'll, well, he'll, he'll be a good president? Uh, because I agree with the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party platform. Um, you know, I believe we should raise taxes on the wealthy and uh, invest that in infrastructure, education, healthcare, all that good stuff. Um, he is actually takes climate change serious, which is debatably the most important issue ever in our time. I am a, you know, I'm pro-choice. I am a, I'm pretty liberal when it comes to low-skilled immigration, which Biden tends to be on the same page on. Um, I believe it's a moral obligation to welcome the less fortunate to experience this great country we have. Uh, guns, he wants a universal background check. I'm for that. He's open to raising the minimum wage. I'm in favor of a modest minimum wage increase. Um, he's pro-union. I'm de- I definitely lean towards the side of being pro-union. Um, foreign policy, he wants to get back into the Iran nuclear agreement, um, which I think is a big deal. I'm a big fan of, you know, getting back into that agreement. I don't know, we had so much potential to, like, have a more normal relationship with Iran. And I feel like Trump blew it. Um, Not to condone the actions of the Iranian government, but at the same time, I don't think we should economically screw their people over, which is what Trump has done. And, yeah, I mean... What else? Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, oh and also, um, th- th- this is um, more of a, you know, Biden would have direct influence over this since he would be the executive branch. Uh, the ban on transgender people being in the military, Biden would, um, you know, a Democratic Washington would be definitely get rid of that. You know, there's no evidence that suggests that would actually be a good idea. I think it's just pure pandering towards unsavory folk who don't like trans people. Uh, And also Biden would be, I think Biden would be more generous when it comes to investing in rehabilitation for prisons. And what else? Crapper. Oh, oh, and um, also Trump, Trump massively rode back Dodd-Frank. I believe there was some room with the Dodd-Frank banking regulations. I believe there was some room to loosen the regulations on smaller community banks, but I be, I believe the legislation that Trump signed went way too far. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm impressed you're able to, you were able to list off all those um, different uh, platform Yeah, man, uh, I talked to myself all accomplishments. the time. Um, but I also just wanted to add um, that Biden's just a decent, empathetic guy. Mm-hmm. Compared to the guy we have right now, yeah, it'll be a welcome change. Um, and, and, and let's face it: if Trump is out of office, media coverage, just watching the news, will be so much more interesting as Trump being an afterthought. Like I am sick and tired of every little story being, "Oh, what did the windbag say today?" Like I am sick and tired of. It. I used to love watching CNN. I hate watching CNN now because it's Trump, 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 Trump. Trump. That will be over. That era will be over, hopefully, if Trump's out of office. Yes. Although, who knows? They're probably going to follow him. So, maybe not. (laughs) So, we'll just see what happens in the future. But um, thank you guys for watching our Season 3 premiere podcast. And we look forward for you guys continuing to support and listen in the future. Mm -hmm. Have a good one, guys. Bye.